Masechet Pesachim has been dedicated by Mr. Ike J. Shechebar in honor of his grandparents, Mr. Ike and Jeanette Bibi. We bless Mr. Ike Shechebar, who's been a sponsor of the Dafyomi for many uh, days. They should continue to enjoy success, health, and happiness. May his grandparents also enjoy much nachat from him as well as all their grandchildren and may they only share in semachot for the entire family. Amen. Daf Kof Chaf Aleph Today's Daf has been dedicated in honor of David Katz of Katz Judaica at 6.32 Kings Highway 718-375-7272 uh, At this point we'd like to thank uh, David Katz and our anonymous sponsor for supplying us Bezat Hashem with our equipment and Gemariyot for the next Masechet that we start Bezat Hashem tomorrow Masechet Shekanim Today uh, today's daf is also being studied and Abraham ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihem began Aiden. Amen. We begin today's daf on Kufchaf Amud Bet, and we start at the two dots. Um, it'll be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, about nine lines down. Hapesach Achar Hatzot Metameta Yadaim. So the Mishnah said that Korban Pesach. After Hatzot, uh, if somebody touches it, it brings Tum'at Yadayim. In Hachamim gave it a Dina Verishon, Korban Pesach, and then when somebody touches it, his hands alone will become a Shini. You know what, I will explain what the logic of that is. Why did they put a Rabbinic Tum'ah on Korban Pesach after Hatzot? Actually, that would be called Notar. That's leftovers, right? So the Gebra says... Alma mehatzot havile notar. We can imply that from hatzot on the korban pesach is notar. That's the cutoff point. After hatzot, already you can't eat the korban anymore, and it turns into notar. That's why it's mitamidi yadaim. That's a question because the pasuk says velo totiru memenu ad boker. That implies that you really can't leave it until the morning. It's mashvah that the cutoff point is the morning. So the Gemara asks, man tana. Who is the author that says that Qurban Pesach becomes notar at Hatzot? Amar of Yosef, Rabbi Al-Azhar ben Azariyahu. It's found the opinion of Rabbi Al-Azhar ben Azariyahu. The Tanya, we have a Baraita. Ve'achilu et abbasad balayla hazeh. Right, the Torah says that a person or the patient eat the basar of Qurban Pesach on balayla hazeh. So the Gemara says... What is Balayla Zeh? It says by Kurban Pesach, Balayla Zeh, this night. And it says by Makat Bechorot, God says, I will pass across Egypt on that night. Just like by Makat Bechorot, we know what happened at the point, Chatzot. Afghan at Hatzot. So too, by Quran Pesach, that also says, it also tells you that the cutoff point is going to be Hatzot. So that's the Mir Azam al Azariyaz, the Rasha. Let's read the Rashbam. 
רבי אלעזר בן עזריה היא דנפקא למקלד אכילת פסח עד חצות ומחצות אבי נותר From חצות on it turns into נותר ואי דכתיב לא תותירו ממנו עד בוקר אי בואו נשאיר את הפסוק תותירו ממנו עד בוקר לשרפה אתה which is that's the time when you start to burn it ועד בוקר לאו בר שרפהו because you can't burn it until the morning so there's like a middle stage from חצות to the morning it's נותר but you just leave it And in the morning, you start to burn it. Okay, the Tanya Peri Kamad Berachot. The Bil'azah bin Azariah Omer, Ba'erev Atazubayah. Meaning, in Erev Pesach, that's when you slaughter it. Uchboa Shemesh Atauchel. When the sun sets, that's when you eat it. That's the Seder night. Mu'ed Setekam Emisraim. And on the day, or on the time that you left Egypt, which is the morning, Atazuref. Aval, Kerebi Akiva, De Padig Ale, Lo Metukma. But our Mishnah cannot be going like Rabbi Akiva. Why? According to Rabbi Akiva, no, he learns not to do it at Boker. That's when it becomes Notar as well. It also doesn't become Tameh until the morning. So that she has a question. If you remember we learned... In the first Mishnah in Masechet Berachot, the first Mishnah said that certain things, uh, the Hakamim put a gezerah uh, fence that they end at Hatzot, even though technically from the Torah they have a longer period of time. One of those things was Kolane Echalim, the Yom Echad. All Korbanot that you have the whole day to eat, meaning until the morning, Hakamim put a fence and said the cutoff point is Hatzot. Now Korban Pesach would be one of those cases. So even Korban Pesach, as she says, even according to Rabbi Akiva, is limited until Chatzot. So if it's limited until Chatzot, it should also be Metabayadayim at Chatzot, like Rabbi Azam and Azariah. That she says, no, that she says, that's only a Gezerah, Rashbam says, only a Gezerah Rabbanan. She's according to Rabbi Akiva, you're right, you can't eat the Korban Pesach after Chatzot. Why can't you eat the Korban Pesach after Because they don't want you to come to eat it. After the Boker. So they fenced you from, from before. But that's only Midrabbanan. So on a Midrabbanan deen, they didn't put a Tum'ah. However, Rabbi Azab al-Azariah holds that it is indeed a Surman torah at Chatzot. Because he learns it from the Gezerah Shavah, Achilot al-Basar, Balayla Hazeh, Vabarti Beres Muslim, Balayla Hazeh. So therefore, only when it's a Surman torah then the Hachamim put a Tum'ah Midrabbanan on it. But if it's not a Sumana Torah, they didn't put a uh, Isur Terabanan. So technically, according to everybody, the cutoff point for Kurma Pesah is indeed Hatot. Sheila is, is do, do we have a Tum'at Yadayim on it or not? Now, that she just tells us, or Rashbam tells us that, what's the logic why they put a rabbinic restriction? Like I told you, because they don't want the guy to come to eat the, the Kurban Pesah or the Shilamim, let's say, after the time it's forbidden, meaning after the morning. Now if a person eats notar, after it's given time, it's yisud karet. So therefore it's a very strict punishment. So therefore they pushed it up, they pushed the time up a little earlier. Even though they're taking a risk here by minimizing the time of eating it, so therefore they might cause it to come to notar. Because now you have less time to eat it. So that's bam right, we'd rather take a risk of causing a person to leave notar then uh, give a person, uh, 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 or cause a person to eat it after its time, which is already Isur Karet. That's more a, of a concern of the Hakamim. Now, comes the Gemara and continues. Amalur Rabbi Akiva. 
Rabbi Akiva Kazong says, Vehalo Neemar Hippazon. He says, Doesn't it say Vehippazon? Which means that the way they eat the Qurban Pesach has to be Hippazon, meaning quickly. And he learns from the word Hippazon, Ad Sha'at Hippazon. Which means you eat it until the time the Jews were rushed out. When were the Jews rushed out? In the morning. So the Rabbi Akiva says, Technically, the cutoff time for Qurban Pesach is the morning. The time that the Jewish people rushed out. What do you mean? But it says, Why Balayla? You really have until the morning. It's not only the Balayla, you have the whole night until the morning. What does Balayla come and teach us? So, So, I would have thought that maybe you you could eat the Qurban Pesach like Kadashim. Certain Qurban, or like I say, Qurban Shilamim, you could eat it on the day that you slaughtered it. Slaughtered it on Sunday afternoon, Sunday already could eat it. So I would have thought maybe Qurban Pesach is the same thing. The day you slaughter it, you could eat it from then. Tamud Omar Balayla. So it comes as, no, 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 no. It doesn't start until Layla. Balayla hu ne'echal ve'enu ne'echal bayom. So that's the way he learns the Balayla. So again, the fact that it says in the Pasuk, Hippazon, Hippazon tells me you have until the morning. Balayla tells me that what? That you cannot eat it on Arif Pesah. Like other Qurbanot that can be eaten on the day that it is slaughtered. But what do you do with the word Hazeh? Because we learned that the Bil Azab has a Gizra Shava. Balayla Hazeh, Balayla Hazeh, they teach me. Chatzot. That's just like Makat Bechorot was Chatzot, so to Qurban Pesah was Chatzot. What does the Bi'akiva do with the word Hazeh? It comes to exclude another night. Meaning, I would have thought that maybe I could eat Qurban Pesach, not only the night of the 15th, which is the Seder night, maybe I could eat it the following night, the night of the 16th as well. Why would I think you could eat Qurban Pesach two nights? I'll tell you why. Because Shalamim is a Kadashim Kalim. That's the level of its uh, Qurban. Pesachim is also Kadashim Kalim. It's on the same level. Now we know Shalamim can be eaten for um, two days and one night. Meaning the day that you slaughtered it, following night, and the next day. Now, we already proved that Qurban Pesach, well, we said that it has to be eaten at night. So what I would do is, I would, I would uh, keep it with the same uh, model as a shilamim, but instead of two days and one night, I would say two nights and one day. Meaning, I would tell you, you have to eat it the night of Pesach, the 15th, you have the next day, and also you have the subsequent night. So I would have two nights for Qurban Pesach. That's when the pastor comes along and says, "No, you can only eat the Quran Pesach on this night. You only have one night. Don't think that we're going to give it a deen like Shalamim. I will read that inside. So it says, "Salka datachamina." I would have thought, "Oil u Pesach kadashim kalim." Since Pesach is on the kadashim kalim level, "Ushlamim kadashim kalim," as well as Shalamim. Just like shalamim can be eaten for two days and one night, 
meaning it's eaten for the day that it was slaughtered, the subsequent night and the following morning, Av Pesach, so too I would say by Pesach, Okim Lelot Pimkom Yamim. I would substitute uh, uh, days for nights, which means I would substitute the days of Korban Shalamim, the two days, and I would make my Korban Pesach instead of two days, two nights. And it will be eaten for two nights and one day. Meaning, the 15th at night, 15th by day, and then the 16th at night. Comes the Gemara and says, "Ketiv Rachmana Hazeh." So the Torah comes along and says, "No, Rav Achilot Tabasah Balayla Hazeh." You can only eat it on one night. So that's what Rabbi Akiva needs the word Hazeh to tell me. Don't think it's like a Shilamim. You only get one night. Now, in the Havamin of this Gemara, there's the Mahalok between Nashi and the Rashbam. I explained to you the Gemara according to the way Rashi understood that in the Havamin you'd be able to eat the Korban Pesach. 15th at night, the next day, and as well as the uh, next night. As uh, 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 is that, uh, actually, that uh, shita is the shita of the Rashbam. Rashi learns, in the Havamin at least, no. You would only be allowed to eat at night, 15th. The next day you can't eat. And then you would eat again the next night. So I have a in the Havamina if you would be allowed to eat on that uh, second uh, day. I mean the day of the 15th. The Rashbam says you would. That's only, it's, it's all theoretical because it's Havamina. Rashbam said you would and as she says you would not. In any event, the Gebrahs of Rabbi Azab bin Azariah. Well how do we know according to Rabbi Azab bin Azariah that you don't have uh, the next uh, night to eat it. So he says, nafka. But the Pasuk says you cannot leave until the morning. Once the morning comes, finish, it's over. How could you get to the next night? The Pasuk says, If it didn't say, My boker, boker sheni. What boker means? Not the morning of the 15th. I would say, The boker means the boker of the 16th. So that's why it says, to come and tell you no. You can only eat it on the 15th by night. And if book, it means the 15th by morning. Yes, no. We have a tradition. Whenever it says bokir, means the next day. Why would I think Bokir is the two days from there? Bokir is the first day. So therefore, Latin Rabbeiko teaches me you can eat it until the 15th by morning. Teaches me what? That it's got to be eaten until Chatzot, just like Makat Bechorot that was also done. Once already you tell me that it becomes Notar at Chatzot, put a Tum'ah, at Chatzot, because you have a Isu de Oraita already of Notar, and therefore, if somebody touches it at that point, their hands will become a Shini de Tum'ah. Now, this all applies to the Kurban Pesach. Now we have to discuss Matzah. Today we don't have Kurban Pesach. So what would we say about the Matzah that we eat today? Does it have the same law that, uh, not that it's going to be but the point is that you maybe, what's your cutoff point? The one could eat the Matzah on the Pesach. So Amaravah. The matzah, 
according to Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah, if you eat it after chatzot, lo yatzai yedichovato. Because the matzah that we're eating at the end of the seder, right? Either you tell me it's zeche the korban pesach, like we learned, according to let's say the other rishonim, not like the rishbam. Let's say zeche the korban pesach. So if zeche the korban pesach is going to follow the same model of korban pesach. Now even if you tell me like the rishbam understood that the last matzah that you eat, which is the chova, that he says that's zeched for the matzah that was eaten with the korban pesach, because it's al matot umrorim still. That matzah also was eaten at the same time as right. Korban Pesach. So therefore the Chauraj, you have it till Chatzot. So the Gemara says, Pshita. What, what's, the, what, what's the question? What, 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 what's obvious that it's going to follow that. Kevan de'itkash le'Pesach ke'Pesach dame. Because we know already, once we say al-Matzot umrorim, and uh, we made a connection between the Korban Pesach, by the Pesach is eaten al-Matzot umrorim, with Matzot umrorim. Therefore we're making a connection between the Pesach, and the matzah. So whatever the deen of Pesach is going to be, the deen of the matzah is going to be as well. So what did you have to go out of your way and tell me, oh, you should know Hadush, that uh, the matzah is going to follow the Pesach, and therefore, can only eat it until Chatzot. Chavra, that's, uh, that's obvious. So the Gemara says like this, I would have thought, Ha I would have thought that we have a dirash already, that might have taken the matzah out of that limud, comparing it to Korban Pesach. How? So if you remember on yesterday's daf, on yesterday's daf we learned that we have a pasuk that says, Shiva'at yamim tochal matzot. Seven days you got to eat the matzah, which is mashma, seven days is a hayuv. But then we had another pasuk that says, it took the seventh day and separated it. Mm. And we learned in that pasuk that just like the seventh day is reshut, so too not only the seventh day, but all the days, the other six days as well. That was using a special klal. That's tavar sheya bichlal. Klal. Everything you eat. The yatsam in a klal. Right? It did not come just to teach on the seventh day. It came to teach us on the entire cloud. To teach me what? That all the seven days are the shoot. So at that point, once already I exempted all the seven days. Now, when I exempt all the seven days, I'm exempting it from Hayyuv of Matzah. So at that point, I might have thought that maybe uh, I also have taken it away from the Hekesh to Pesach. Because after all, Pesach is a Hayyuv. Now once already, I'm telling you that the seven days of Qurban, of Matzah are Reshut. So therefore, I'm not making a Hekesh anymore between Pesach and Matzah. After all, again, Pesach is an obligation. But Matzah is, now you tell me, a Reshut. So I would have thought, once already you did that dirasha, there is no hekesh anymore. And therefore, even though you're going to tell me there's an obligation to eat it on the first night, yeah, it, it's a different it's an obligation to eat matzah, but nothing will my pesah anymore. So already I, I, I took it out of that hekesh. So that's why I would have thought that what? That maybe it doesn't have to have a limitation until chatzot. Comes the Gemara and says, 
Mashmalan, Dehi Ahadere Kiral Milta Kamaita Ahadere. Now, how do you know that the first line is a Hayuf? Because we had an extra Pasuk. It said, Ba'erev Tochelu Matzot. So the Hadush is like this. When the Pasuk comes to you, Ba'erev Tochelu Matzot, it's bringing it back. Not only did Tabi's an obligation, but it's bringing it back to tell me that it's similar to Kurban Pesach. And therefore, just like Kurban Pesach can only be eaten until Hatzot, so to Matzah until Hatzot. Which means, again, I would have thought that once already I removed matzah from the chayuv, so therefore that hekesh does not apply anymore. And the Gemara says, Kamash Malanda, no, once I bring it back to say the first line is chayuv, I'm bringing it as a chayuv like Kurma Pesach. Don't think when I brought it back as a chayuv, it's a chayuv on its own, but it's got nothing to do with Kurma Pesach. No, when I bring it back as a chayuv, it goes back to the same hekesh that it had. Don't think when you, ex- you, you extract, because again, when it says shiv'at yamim, shiv'at means everything. If I only had Shiva'atim to come to come matzot, and then I had the Hekesh uh, to teach me that <coughs> all the seven days are considered a uh, shoot. Seven days even includes the first night. But unless I have another pasuk to bring back the first night, the first night is also a shoot. That's within the seven days. Now, once already, I tell you all the days of the shoot, including the first night, finishes. Got nothing to do with Kurma anymore. I I, I, re- I removed it from the Deen of Kurma Pesach, which is a Hayuv. So I would have thought, maybe even when you put it back and tell me, Ba'arif Tukhlu Matzot, you tell me to eat Matzah, but it's still not like Quran Pesach. Kamashmal, no. When we reinstituted the Hayyub of the first night, we reinstituted it like it was originally, meaning what the Hayyub of Quran Pesach, therefore, Kamashmal, you have until Hatzot. So again, that's according to the uh, Bir Hazar bin Hazariah. Now, the Gemara analyzes the question. Why is Pigul and Notar we just took it as a grant for granted, as a fact. Why? Why should it be mitameyadaim? So the Gemara says, "Hapigul vanotar mitameyadaim." Rav Huna v'Rav Chazda. Had Amar Mishum Hajde Kehuna, v'Had Amar Mishum Atzle Kehuna. One gives a reason because of the Kohanim that are suspected, suspected Kohanim, and one says because of lazy Kohanim. Rajban tells us right away in the bottom line the There's not an argument over here. Each rabbi is discussing the concern of each one of the cases. Which means one rabbi is explaining the reason of Pigul. The reason of Pigul is Mishum Hajnekehuna. The reason of notar is because atzlekehuna. Now we'll explain exactly what that means uh, in a moment. But pigul uh, again is because the suspected kohanim, and the notar is because of the uh, lazy kohanim. Now had amar kezayit had amar Now we have another machlokin over here. What's the shiur? How much of the korban do we uh, consider over here will be metameyadaim? What's the shiur? If you touch how much, what's the shiur of the minimum shiur? So one rabbi says, minimum shiur is a kezayit. Another rabbi says, the minimum shiur is a kabetzah. So the rabbi explains. First of all, there's no ma'lokin over here. One rabbi was giving you the reason of pigul, that's hajdeh keuna. And one rabbi was giving you the reason for notar, that's atzleh keuna. Man detani apigul mishum hajdeh keuna. 
מהדתניה נותר משום עצלי כהונה. נאו, חד אמר כזית וחד אמר כבצה. מה דאמר כזית? כאיסורו. The logic of kezayin is because normally what's the shi'ur of notar or pigul that you eat that you're going to be hayav? Kezayin. All shi'urim of isur are kezayin. So therefore he says, tum'ato kezuro. That just like the isur of eating would be isur kezayin, so the shi'ur of tum'ah is also going to be a kezayin. Uman damal kabetzah ketum'ato. Normally we have a deen of tum'at ochlim. And we learned this several times, that for Ochlim to be metameh, something else, it minimally has to be a shiur of a kabetzah. So therefore they say, so to hear, the shiur of Ochlim to metameh other Ochlim. No has to be kabetzah. So therefore, since the shiur of its tum'ah is a kabetzah, so to the tum'ah the kabe yadayim is also going to be a kabetzah. So that is indeed a machloket. The shiur itself of the notar of the pigul. But the reasons there is no machloket. Now we have to understand... The logic. So let's read the Rajbam on the Amud Rishon. Mishum Chashdei Kehuna. Gazru Hachamim Tum'ah Shelo Yifagiluhu Berason. We don't want the Kohanim to mefagil the Korban willingly. Now what does Pigul mean again? Where the Kohen thinks in his mind at the time of one of the services of the Korban that he wants to bring it, or eat it, I should say, outside of its time. Let's say you only have, uh, you know, uh, two days and one night. And in his mind, already he's thinking he's going to eat it, you know, three days away. That's already mahshava. He doesn't even have to verbalize it even. Just if he thinks such a uh, thought, that makes the qurban pigul. The Torah says, lo Such a qurban cannot be accepted. And of course, it cannot be eaten as well. So what are you worried about? You're worried about a kohen, was a wise guy. He's going to mefagel the korban beratzon on purpose. In order to get back at the owners that are bringing the korban. Seems that the kohen doesn't get along with the owner over here. So he doesn't want uh, him to get uh, you know the korban uh, to be accepted. So what does he do? He'll mefagel beratzon willingly. And then he'll tell the uh, owner, ah, listen, uh, I made a mistake, I'm sorry, uh, I had the wrong uh, intention over there. Sorry, the Qurban is uh, not accepted. Now you cause the owners a hefzid. Now, once, once we say that it's mitamei yadayim, so what is this going to do? Now the Qur'anim know they're going to deal with this Qurban. Once it's people, they get rid of it. Now if it's mitamei yadayim... Tosafot explains. We could assume that these, obviously these are the shayim these kohanim over here. I mean, the, the guy's going to mifagel something by yadayim over here. The guy's a terrible, terrible kohen. But what? The kohanim, as we see in different gemariyot, they were meticulous when it came to the laws of tumah. They might have been not careful when it came to a lot of other laws of the Beit Hamikdash, but for some reason tumah, they were very careful. The gemaran Yoma tells a story of. Uh, how the Kohanim were once running up the ramp to do the service, and one Kohen stabbed his friend, and uh, he killed him, and uh, or, or he, 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 he tried to kill him, and the whole question of the Kohanim was: Is the knife mekabel tumah or not? The knife that they used, because the guy didn't die yet. So when they took out the knife, the guy was still up. So you see over there, they were hashud on 
Shifichut damim. But what was their whole question? Uh, what do we do with a knife? What do we do with a knife? A guy that's, that, that, that's able to murder, he's worried about the knife, is it taur or not? So you see over here, that the Kohanim were careful in the case of Tumah. So again, the case, you're worried that what? A Kohan is going to be mifagel beratzon, bebezid. Why? Because he's not going to tell the Ba'alim that. He'll tell the Ba'alim, oh, I'm sorry, I made a mistake, I didn't know. Pigu, you got to throw the Qurban away, you got to get rid of it. And now it's going to end up happening, it's going to become Tameh. Because now it's Pigu. Now the Kohen's got to deal with it, you don't want to deal with it because it becomes... So that's going to be a deterrent for the Kohen for being Mephagel Beratzon. That's the way uh, that she learns, and that's the way the Dajbam understands. Now, the Or Sameah over here, he says, this is the hook that to say that the Kohanim are going to be b'mezid, b'fagel, a korban. I mean, that's already you have to say the Kohanim are sha'im. So he explains like this. She'achashashu me'achashudim shelo yudiyu de'ba'alim she'korbanam t'pagel. We're talking about a case where, let's say by mistake, that happens, the Kohanim, they, they didn't realize what korban they were bringing, maybe, they didn't realize the the, uh, the the time, how long they're out to eat it. So what happened? They uh, they were mifagel mishogig. But what are we worried? It's going to be embarrassing for them to admit now to the baalim that they made a mistake. I mean, you have to confess now. You have to be honest, right? Because they're worried now the owner's going to start to complain. What are you doing? I bought your korban. You weren't careful. So they want to save themselves from this wrath of the owners. Which means what they'll do is, they'll, uh, let's say, they'll leave the, uh, the basar, and they'll wait until it becomes... Notar, the Yomru de Baalim, Shesurfim Otomishum Notar. Now they have an excuse. They always say, hey, what are you, what are you burning my Korban uh, over here? Well, listen, it's Notar. Really, they're burning it because it's Pigul. But they'll wait until it's Notar just to cover up their, uh, their, uh, their misdeed. Vechulan Gazru Alzeh, Tumah, Shiyu Hayavim Nisrof, Zot Miyad. So now it's Pigul. Right? The Quran knows it's Pigul. He knows this is Tameh immediately. And therefore he knows that if he doesn't get rid of this over here now, what's going to happen? It's going to be with Tameh Yadayim. He doesn't want to leave these things around over here. This item is now a Tameh item. And therefore they're going to have to tell them immediately, hey, listen, uh, we got to get rid of this item immediately. We can't wait three days from now, or two days from now to burn it. we got a pigul item right here that's metamei yadayim. And they're careful. They don't want their hands to become metamei yadayim. So they're going to be forced to tell the owner of their misdeed. And therefore, uh, uh, they uh, have to bring another korban. So according to the Sameya, what he gains is, he doesn't make it a case of kwanim nesha'im. He just makes it a case where the kwanim are going to be involved in a cover-up. But not that they will be fagel, you know, biratzon. They made a mistake, but the guy says, you know, I don't want to tell the owner over here. The guy's going to get a little upset. So what does he do? He says, you know what? Uh, I'll wait till it becomes notar. Right? And then I'll stop burning it. And uh, when they tell me, hey, what would you do with my Quran? Oh, we had to burn it. Why'd you have to burn it? Uh, it became notar. But once you tell me that at the pigu level it's mitameyadayim, they're not leaving it around. How can they leave it around? It's going to be mitameyadayim. It's going to be there other kohanim as well. So therefore, they're going to be forced to tell the owner, "Listen, we have to confess there was pigul over here by mistake. Therefore, you got to bring another kurban." Now, what is atzlekehuna? <coughs> Let's discuss that. For notar, the issue is atzlekehuna. So, um, 
Then Ashbam explains, Shelo yitatselu ba'akhila bu'adin li'israel. We don't want them to be mitatsel ba'akhila. What does that mean? You don't want them to be lazy when it comes to the akhila. Which means, you don't want them to bring something to notar. Yeah, so the eel of it. They'll know that if there's going to be any leftovers, there's going to be a... Uh, over here, So this is a motivation so that they won't leave anything over. Now, that's where she explains as well. Right. They know if they leave it over now, now they're going to have to mind their hands, say touch it, it's going to be a Now, the Tosafot says again, same logic, there's an Isur to leave Notar. Lo totiru mimenu. You're not allowed to leave Notar. So, what do I need a, 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 a Tum'ah of Yadayim? Isn't there enough incentive of Lo totiru mimenu? A love in the Torah should be enough incentive for them not to want to leave over. Mm-hmm. So Tosafot explains again, but they might not have been so meticulous on the lavim of the Torah, but on Tum'ah, Everybody was in Makpid. So therefore, you got to put an incentive of Tum'ah in order for them to fulfill the mitzvah of Lototiru Mimenu Ad Boker. Now again, the Or Sameach over here has a different explanation of Atzle Kehuna. He says like this, She'ena kavana lezarezam alachilat notar. That's not the kavana. I mean, they have zeros already. They know Lototiru Mimenu Ad Boker. They already know that they have to eat it and not leave over. Now, where is the Notar? Notar is in the Beit HaMikdash area, obviously. Correct? Every day, it could be there was, there was hundreds of Korbanot brought. It's bound that you can have a little Notar from the Korbanot. So the Kwanim used to get lazy for a little kizai now of Notar. They got to go make a whole fire and throw it in. So what would they do? What they do was, they would wait. They would pile it up. A little piece, and then two days from now, when we get a significant, uh, you know, uh, uh, pounds of basar uh, of notar, then already we'll make a fire. That's the thing. Which means notar happens by mistake. We're not worried about the Kohanim and for that. They, they, they try their best not to have any notar. But in the event that there's notar, the demons got to burn it right away. So we're worried that what? There's Kohanim are going to wait till it piles up and burn all in one shot. So what do you do? There's too much time on this item here. says, oh, we don't want this item in the Beit HaMikdash. This is a dangerous item. Anybody's going to touch it now, you have to have to hit your hands again. So therefore, it's Kedeshi Yisrefu Miyad. That's the way the Orsameh understands. Okay. Comes the Gemara and continues. Actually, the next Mishnah. We know on Lel Pesach, there were two Korbanot that were eaten at Lel Seder. You had Hagigat Yudalit, and you also had the Korban Pesach. Our Mishnah now tells us that there were actually two Berachot that were made when one uh, ate these Korbanot. When he ate the Hagigat, you would say, Asher Kedeshanu, Sivanu, Al Achilat Hazebach. And when he would eat Korban Pesach, Asher Kedeshanu Zav Sivanu, Al Achilat Korban Pesach. So the two Berakot that you made. So our Mishnah is going to discuss now, if let's say a person made uh, the Berakah for one of these Korbanot, 
does it poter the other korban? And could you make one beracha to cover the other korban? Mm-hmm. So the Gemara says, Birech berachat pesach. If a person made berachat pesach, right? Ashek desham shavisivanu bechol pesach. Right. So birach or birach berachat pesach patar et shel zeva. It covers the zeva. You don't have to make a berakhah on the zeva. Birech et shel zeva. But if you made the berakhah on the zeva first, lo patar et shel pesach. Devre, Rabbi Ishmael. Rabbi Akiva omer, lo zu poteret zu, ve lo zu poteret zu. Rabbi Akiva says, no, no, no. You got to make two berakhot always. There's no one berakhah being poter the other. Now let's read the Rajbam. Berakhat pesach, berakhat zeva, mefurash betosefta. איזה ברכת הפסח, ברוך אתה השם נוקר מלך העולם, שכדשם אותה וסבנו לאכול הפסח. איזוהי ברכת הזבח, ברוך אתה השם נוקר מלך העולם, אשר כדשם אותה וסבנו לאכול הזבח. ואי זבח, היינו חגיגת י"ד, הבאה עם הפסח. הנה נדרים ונדבות, שקריב ערב הפסח, ואוכלים לדבר פסחים. Now, there's two berachot over there. So the Hadush of the Mishnah is according to Mishmael is what? But if you made the berachah on the Pesach, it covers the Zebach. However, if you made the berachah on the Zebach, it doesn't cover the Pesach. Now, I understand a case how you could make a berachah on the Zebach to cover the Pesach. Because the Zebach is eaten first. I got your dalit, you eat first to get full. And then the Pesach is eaten ala soba. So the Hadush of the you made alikhla Zebach. That doesn't cover your Kormah Pesach that's coming up. You gotta make another beracha when you eat it. But the question is, how do you have a case where you made the beracha in the Quran Pesach first, and then you're eating the Zebach? We learned MFTD Mahara Pesach of the Quran. You cannot eat anything after Quran Pesach. So how do you have a scenario as such? So that is the question that the Mefarshim ask. That's actually the question of the Modab Yehuda in the Sefer called the Slah. So he explained like this. He explained like this. Uh, so first he has a question like this. Let's ask a question before that. How could you even have a Habamina if a person, let's say, made a Beracha of Borepriya Gifin? Could he cover a Mizonot item? It's a different item. There's a Zevah and there's a Pesach. Yeah, how could a person say a Beracha Al Achilat Pesach and it covers a Zevah? These are two different uh, types of uh, Kurbanot. Like I said, can a guy make Borepriya Gefen and uh, it'll cover him on a Mizonot? It's two different. It's not a Pesach, it's not a Shakol, it's a, it's a, it's a specific Beracha. So how can such a specific berakah be poter a zevah? So to that he answers that even Qurban uh, Pesach is similar to the zevah. Why? Because the Pasuk says, Vezavachtan Hashem Elohecha, Tzon Ubakar. And the Gemara was Doresh, what does Tzon Ubakar mean? Tzon Zu Pesach, Ubakar Zu Hagiga. 
which means in the Pasuk where it's telling us to bring Korban Pesach, it tells us both of them at the same time. Tzon Ubakar. So from that he says, Nimsash Torah Karana Hagiga Pesach. You see that the Torah considers the Hagiga like a Pesach, because it puts it in the same Pasuk. So therefore you could say, by saying Pesach, it covers the Pesach and all that comes with the Pesach. Which means just like the Pesach got to be eaten with the Zivachim. Uh, so from that standpoint, it's okay. But the question is, um, how do you eat it first? So the Mephashim explain as follows. In the olden days, could be they ate Korban Pesach twice. They ate it in the beginning of the Sa'uda, you know, a little piece of it. And then they would eat the Hagigat Yudalid. And then after they were full, they would eat the last Kezayit of Korban Pesach again. So if they say that they ate it twice during the meal, we have no problem. The Hidushas, when they started the Kurban Pesach, they made Alakilat Pesach. So that covers the Zevach. And then they would eat the last Kezayit afterwards. Who says that? So that is brought down. Oh, that they bring down here. Yeah, that's the Slach again from the Rambam. So that's the way the Slah understands that as well. Now, let's continue the Gemara. Comes the Gemara and says, Now let's review a, a law to understand this Gemara. We know that every Qurban, an integral part of the Qurban besides putting the meat on the Mizbayah, is the Zirikat Adam. Zirikat Adam affords Kapara for the Alim. Now, on the majority of Qurbanot, the blood is sprinkled. Oh, actually, it's called Zirikat Adam. Which is they throw the blood on the Mizbayah. It's called Zirikat Adam. Which is the Qur'an actually stands from far, and he just uh, sprinkles the blood from the, uh, you know, from where he stands to the Mizbaya. There's actually one korban that there's no zirika. Actually, the kohen with his finger puts it on the corners of the Mizbaya. That's the korban khatat. The korban khatat is an exception. But korban Pesach, the Torah does not mention at all its obligation of zirika. Now we know every Qurban has to have a certain type of blood sprinkling. So they learn from Pesukim, which we'll see, that Qurban Pesach, you do not make zirika, but you make what's called Shifichat Adam. Mm-hmm. Shifichat Adam means the Qur'an stands next to the Yisod HaMizbeah, next to the base of the Mizbeah, and he has the keli with the blood in it, and he just pours the blood into the uh, Yisod HaMizbeah. So now we're going to analyze a question. Let's say by a Zevah, that the Torah requires zirika. let's say instead the Kohen made Shifika. Mm-hmm. Meaning you did what you're supposed to do for a Qurban Pesach, you did for a Zebah. So what the Gemara is going to try to deduce from our Mishnah is that according to the Bishma'il, since the Pesach can be Motsi the Zebah in Berakah, so therefore we'll say as well that the Shifika. That's normally done by Qurban Pesach. Okay. If you did Shifika by a Zevach, it'll also be Yotzeh. Which is, you don't have to do it again. Yotzeh the 
the, the zirika. Because Kodra Pesach is higher than Zeva, because it can poter Zeva. However, if you did the opposite, if let's say by Kodra Pesach, instead of being Shofech, you made Zerika, it won't be good. Because the Zeva is not poter the Pesach. Just like it's not poter in Beracha, so the Gemara says it's not poter in its Zerika as well. And let's read that inside. Kishitim Selom, out of the Rebbe Ishmael, Zerika Bechlal Shefika. I can say that zirika is included in shifiha. Meaning if you did shifiha by the zevah, it will also be considered as if you did zirika. Velo shifiha bechlal, zirika. But the opposite is not so. Which means that if you did by the Korban Pesach, zirika, zirika does not include shifiha. What palm? The zevah is less than the Pesach. The Pesach is Motsi the Zebah, but So therefore, just like the Pesach is Motsi the Zebah in Beracha, if you did Shefiha, which is exclusive to Pesach by Zebah, also cover it. But the opposite is not so. If you did Zerika by Pesach, which you need a Shefiha, the Zerika will not include Shefiha. That would be according to the B. Ishmael. The Devere Biakiva, Lo Shefika Bechla Zerika, Whereas according to the Biakiva that says, Lo Zu Poteri Tezu, Velo Zu Poteri Tezu. He all that what? Well, you have to make Shefika, you have to make Shefika, when you have to make Zerika, you have to make Zerika. And if you switch them, you're not Yosef. Each one has to be done separately. Now let's read the Rashi over here. Rashbam actually. We'll start from the big Rashbam in second Zevahim. First word on the line, Zebahim. Beperek bet Shammai. Shammai'in and the Rabbi Ishmael, da'amar de Pesach b'shvichah ve'lo b'zrikah. Rabbi Ishmael holds that Pesach is b'shvichah. The Tanya, Rabbi Ishmael, omer, metok shne'emar ach bechor shor. By the Torah's law of a bechor. It says, lamadnu lebechor sheta'un matan damim ve'emurim legabem zbayah. So we know that a bechor, also has to have his blood sprinkled on the Mizbayah. Ma'asiru Pesach minayin. How do we know that Ma'asir and, and Pesach, both, I'm sorry, by Ma'asir and Ma'asir and Pesach, both those Qurbanot, they're not mentioned anywhere in the Torah in Matan Damim. How do you know that Qurban Pesach, for example, you have to put the blood on the Mizbayah? Hamud Omar, Vedam Zebahecha Yishafech. The blood of your Qurbanot, you will pour. The Elulish are Qurbanot, Tzarikh. Oh, what is that pasuk coming to tell me? Vedam For other korbanot, we don't need it because why? Every other korbanot, it clearly says vezareku benei aron akohanim etadam tebechulu ketiv zedika. So from the fact that we have an extra pasuk that says vedam zevachecha yishafek, must be referring to what korban pesa. The hash to the kavar bishmael the pesa bishvicha. This shemat the matnitin the amar bebrakata pesach who niftar bebrakata zebah that the bebrakata pesach covers the zebah. The end niftar mishel pesach bebrakata zebah not the opposite. Emor meahata hanitanim bezrika korbanot that are done by sprinkling by throwing the blood. Kegon shearetz vachim shnetu bezrika ke pesach that you pour it like pesach yasa. And then the Rashbam tells, by the way, this is actually explicitly written in the Gemara, Be'edya be'perik be'chamay. Why? Masechah zevachim. Minayin l'nitanim b'shrikah sh'nitanim b'shrikah yatsah. How do you know that if you did something that had to be b'shrikah, 
and you didn't b'shicha yatsa. Talmud Omar ve'dam zevachecha yishafech. Meaning, always, even if you did dam zevachecha, a regular korban, and you poured it, it's okay. Aval nitanim b'shicha kegon pesach shenatam b'zlika keshlamim v'koshas zefarim lo yatsa. To be adam lechata pesach v'azav the korban and the korban. Tiki I gave now, but the opposite would not be true. Good. Next Rashbam. Or the very Akiva. Rabbi Akiva said, no, you got to make the right beracha for each one. Therefore, if you did zirika, where well, you were supposed to make shifika, or you did shifika, where well, you were supposed to make zirika, lo yatsa. Now, Rabbi Akiva, in the midst of the Pesach and shifika, Rabbi Akiva is not arguing on that point. He also holds that Korban Pesach has to be done in shifika. Telo ashkechan tanad de'amar b'zirika ilal Rabbi Yosef Gerili. There's only one shita that we found that holds Korban Pesach is done bizrika. And that is the shita of Rabbi Yoseh Hagilili. Like we learned the Pirate Tamin Nishat, the Nafkala me'et damam tizrok alam zbayah. There's a person that says et damam. The fact that it says plural, it's coming to include not only, I'll say, uh, shilamim, but damam is many bloods. Who's the extra plurality to come include even the dam of Pesach? That it's also sprinkled on the mizbayah. It's not mishpach. Oh, yes, the Bechor, right, the Bechor, by Bechor. Et Damon lo ne'emar, elat damam. Limed al Bechor, ma'asir u Pesach. I see three cases. Bechor, ma'asir, and Pesach, shetehonim, zerika. Okay? So that's that. Then he tells you exactly how you sprinkle it. Uh, two corners, one corner, etc. But the point is, comes out according to this Gemara, we'll have a nafkamina not only at Lela Seder, legabe Berachot, but have a nafkamina in the Bet HaMikdash. If the Kohen made a mistake, where we're supposed to do Zerika, he did Shefika, according to Rabbi Aki Ishmael, it's okay. Whereas according to Rabbi Akiva, it is not. Mara continues, Rabbi Simlai, Ekla Lepidyon Haben. Rabbi Simlai found himself at a Pidyon Haben. Ba'u Mineh. So they asked him a question. Peshita al Pidyon Haben. Asher Kedeshanu b'mesotav v'sivanu al Pidyon Haben. Avi Haben mevarech. It's clear that when it comes to the Berakha of Al-Pijona Ben, that the Abiyah Ben makes the Berakha, meaning the father of the child at the Pijona Ben, makes the Berakha, Asher Kedeshana Mustafa Sivanu Al-Pijona Ben. That we have no question. After all, he's the one that's doing the mitzvah uh, with his child. The question was, Baruch Shehiyanu V'Kiyimanu V'Giyanu L'Zemana Zeh Kohen Mevarech? When it comes to the Berachat, the Shehayana, which is done on such a mitzvah, after all, it's done from time to time. Mm-hmm. Not even from time to time, it's done once. Mm-hmm. And therefore, obviously, it has to have a Berachat of Shehayana. Who makes the Berachat? Does the Kohen make the Berachat? Or does the father make the Berachat? What's the two sides of the question? Kohen mevarech, on the side that says the Kohen makes the Berachat, the Kamate Hana'aliyadeh. Because he's getting a benefit. After all, he's getting the five coins that are necessary in the redemption of the mm-hmm. firstborn. So you might say, Shehayana v'kiyamana, he's happy. So therefore he makes the beraka. Or, Abiyabed mevarech tekaavid mitzvah. Or do you say that the Abiyabed is the one that makes the Shehayana? Because after all, he's the one that is performing the mitzvah. Now the Rashash understands this Gemara's question that the Gemara is telling us really both the Kohen and the Abiyabed have to make the beraka. The question the Gemara according to him is, which one is poter the other person? Just let one of them make the beracha, and the other one will just answer, Amen. 
others say no. The question is, who indeed, which one of the two makes the beracha? Gebra says, they asked him this question, lo He did not have an immediate answer. Literally, it was not in his hands. So he went to ask this question in the Bet Midrash. So they said to him, That the Abiyah ben, the father of the child, makes two berachot. He makes the berachah of Al-Kajonah ben, as well as the berachah of Shehayanu. Now, before we conclude the Gemara, just a few insights on the Gemara. Number one, why is the Gemara Pesachim ending off with a subject of the laws of Pejona Ben. So the Rajbam tells us it's actually a continuation of a theme that was introduced in the previous Mishnah. And I read the Rajbam. Mishum Mishnah is talking about over here. Two different Berakot that are done by the same person. Just like we learned in the last Mishnah, where a person eats a Korban Pesach, and he eats a Korban Hagigah, and he has to make two different Berakot for the Korbanot that he eats. One Berakot for the uh, Zebachim, and one Berakot for the Pesachim. So therefore, similarly, we're discussing a very case where one man is involved in making two Berakot. The... Uh, Ben Ishchai explains that the reason why our Masechet ends off talking about Pejona Ben, because our Masechet is called Masechet Pesachim. And the kinds of the Pesachim that God passed over our homes. Whose homes did He pass over? The Jewish homes, and He spared the firstborn of the Jewish people. So therefore, it makes sense to end the Masechet talking about a law that is related to the, to the concept of Pesach, where the firstborns were spared. Now, it should be pointed out, there is a great machloket amongst the Aharonim. Can the mitzvah pejona ben be done through a shaliyah? It is the opinion of the Ramah in Yoredeah that he says that the mitzvah pejona ben is different than brit milah. A brit milah, it's on the father. If the father doesn't want to do the brit milah, he can appoint the mohel to do the milah for him. So hence milah can be done through a shaliyah. But he says by pejon, the father is poder the son, of course with the Kohen. But if the father uh, does not do it, the child, when he gets older, is poder himself. So the Mephashim asks, why can't a pejon be done through a shaliyah? I mean, why can't a father tell somebody, I want you, you to be my agent, go uh, be poder my son. So the Khatam Sumer gives a beautiful explanation. He says, pejon ben models the uh, original pejon ben, which was done by God when he passed over the firstborn of the Jewish people uh, in Egypt. And regarding that, uh, passing over, the Hakamim told us that it was God himself. Ani velo malach, ani velo shaliyah. God himself did it, not through an agent, not through even an angel. And therefore, since God himself did the pejon by himself, so too the father that Biyabin must do the pejon himself. There's one interesting insight that the Ben Yishachai says in this Gemara to show us the honesty of the Hakamim. The Bismillah was at a pigeon, and they asked him a question regarding who makes the Benachot. Uh, he said he doesn't know, so he went to the Bet Midrash to get clarity, and then he came back with the answer. Now this is an amazing story here. This means 
picture the scene. They were in the middle of Bejon. Who knows how many people were there? And the rabbi is officiating. When they come to ask the Gadol Ador, who makes the Berachot? And instead of just giving an, an answer to save himself from embarrassment, uh, then to say, I don't know, uh, Rav Simlai, in, in a intellectual honesty, came along and said, I don't know, let me analyze it. And he held up the whole Pidyon until he went to the Bet Midrash and came back and gave them the proper halakha. Shows that the rabbis were not scared to say, I'll get back to you. The rabbis were not scared, even of their kavod, to say that they didn't know. Furthermore, it should be pointed out, look how meticulous the to every single halakha. She's, we might not have given such credence to such a question. Big deal who makes the shahiyanu. So let that be a band make it. Let the, uh, let the Kohen make it. You know, it's not such an earth shattering question. You're going to hold up a pigeon now, go back to the Bet Midrash and come out with a whole, uh, a whole chedush on it. The explanation is yes to the rabbis. Every single question in Halakha was dealt with seriousness and was important. And therefore, it was given the proper credence and importance. In any event, the Gibran concludes, Vehil Cheta, Halakha is Abiyabin. That the Abiyah bin does make both Perachot. That is indeed the Halakha today. And the Pijona bin, the father makes Al Pijona bin. Then he makes Shayan Kimon Then he gives over the five coins to the Kohen and the Pijon is done. Hadran, Alak, Arbe, Pesachim, Ustik, Alak, Masechet, Pesachim. Baruch Amen. Amen.